0: Hello and welcome to episode 35 of what we're listening to. Uh, My name is Josh, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is my good friend and registered tuner of musical biceps, Asher. How are you, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I got you with that one. I I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to push the envelopes. see how weird i can get with
1: those yeah that's right it's fine we keep getting surprised too about like the episodes getting higher it's like
0: that's just what happens yeah 35 let's keep counting eventually yeah no we'll just
1: be like uh, 342 something like
0: that anyway yeah yeah, yeah. um well as always we have a fun episode ahead of us but i do have a quiz Mm. for you to get us out of the gate sir Sure. Um, and I'm fairly confident that you haven't read this because you don't care about this kind of thing. But the uh, mostly political, sometimes musical magazine, The Rolling Stone, has released an updated version of its top 500 best songs of all time list. Um, they've done a number of these. And I'm wondering, can you name me one of the top 10? Uh.
1: <laughs> Look, I'll just because it's it's the anniversary. I'll just go with "Smells Like Teen Spirit."
0: Oh, could, I was wondering if you, that that is correct. That is number five.
1: Okay, do you want um, me to name a few more?
0: Sure, if you can.
1: Um, there's a couple surprises I'm on trying, here. Actually, I'm trying to think of some
0: popular songs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is not my bag, man. No, no. Um, um I'll give I'll give you some names. I'll give you some artist names. See if you can get them. Sure. Um, there is a Bob Dylan song. Uh um, obviously it, a Beatles.
1: Yeah. Uh okay, Bob Dylan. Oh man. I mean, is it blowing in the wind?
0: It is not. It is okay. like a rolling stone. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean that's there's so many of his Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. And the Beatles, is it like I don't know.
0: Where do you start with the Beatles?
1: Yeah, I I would go like Hey Jude or
0: you think that it's Strawberry Fields? I Strawberry Fields? I can't yeah, I even
1: know. recall that properly. <laughs> I know it, but like it's not one that like I could instantly sing or something like that. Yeah,
0: I mean these lists are so arbitrary, and this <laughs> this one also came under a lot of fire for putting a bunch of like new. Hip acts above like all these classic, you know, great songs. So,
1: is it just because they have more plays on Spotify? <laughs> Did they? Well, just the go one, on the one, li-
0: yeah, yeah. The number one is Aretha Franklin's "Respect," which I was like, yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, I don't know if I'd, I mean. How do you what? What do you call the best song of all time? So I guess you know they
1: whatever. polled everyone, Josh. They like messaged <laughs> everyone and said, "What's your favorite song?" And everyone said Aretha. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. The Ruth Franklin, so anyway, the greatest. I
1: mean, she is pretty great. I guess it's so... It's like, yeah, how long is a piece of string? Like, what's your favourite song? Yeah, exactly. It's like, what mood am I in? You know, kind of, whatever.
0: Well, I will give it to you for getting Smells Like Teen Spirit, as it is a safe Thanks. bet for the 30th anniversary that you did get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any catch or... up uh, sir?
1: Yeah, for... At the risk of like mentioning Anna B Savage in every single episode for the next <laughs> little while, I'm going to talk about her new EP now just quickly, instead of like saying it's out and then talking about it again next episode as well, because she'll kind of, she'll just get sick of seeing the tag anyway. Um, Anna finally has her EP out, uh, more that I've been talking about a lot, not that she's been taking time. Um, it's a very interesting EP. So I've heard the two singles that came from it. Um uh we broke up and a girl like this girl like that which is a cover um i didn't really know the original that's mm. the cover's the least interesting song for me on the ep the first song is really interesting um sorry, i haven't got i it only came out like 2 days ago and so i'm kind of like yeah. just thinking about it a bit but um the first song is called these dreams and it's a homage to the opening of bish bosh by scott walker which is an <laughs> interesting tie in so if you're a Scott Walker fan and you like Bish Bosh, you should listen to the opening of this, and she really does pull off this kind of like operatic sort of voice on top of chaotic like electric guitars. It's really cool. It's a very different sound than what she usually does, mm. um, and yeah, it's just a it's a very um, honest, brutally honest sort of EP. Um, and is kind of like the edges of a common turn, as she puts it, and kind of fills in the gaps in a few parts. Like these are songs that were recorded but ultimately not put on the LP. So it's Mm. a very interesting EP. And once again, she kind of floors me with how, like, experimental she can be. Um, She's not just kind of playing it safe with writing sort of – like she has a great voice, she's a great guitarist, she could just write kind of folk songs and do a really good job, but she always seems to put like an interesting twist on things that I'm not expecting. So Hmm. check out um, These Dreams EP by Anna B. Savage. Anyway, that's a follow-up.
0: That's okay.
1: (laughs) Did you have any follow-up? I don't have any more.
0: No, I didn't actually. Uh, Other than like noticing that it seems like September is like the month for album anniversaries because we've had – Oh, uh, right, like smells like Teen Spirit had 30 years, and then there's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot had 20, and there's a bunch oh. for like Ben Full. It seems like this September is the month for musical releases, anyway. No, that's, that's little, cool, yeah. September is
1: an interesting, I mean, just two days ago on the 24th, three new things came out at the same time that I've got planned to listen to over the next three weeks. So mm. you know, it's just kind of it felt like an on sur- like a surge of content. Um so maybe September's the thing,
0: I suppose. September's the thing. Either way, no, I don't have any. Um so I guess it's review time then. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I had an interesting kind of um
1: past three weeks of listening. Uh, I have been listening to the band Churches, the Scottish trio um, from Glasgow, uh, Ian Cook, Martin Doherty and Lauren Mayberry. Now, I've heard of Churches before and kind of knew that they were in the pop kind of synthy genre. And I but I didn't know they were from the UK and I didn't quite know anything more about them until Mm. I noticed in the soundtrack to Death Stranding by Hideo Kojima, they had got a song and I was interested in that game. haven't played it, don't have 50 hours to burn, but (laughs) I was really interested in the soundtrack. So I've been listening to the soundtrack separately, which I think I discussed. And then there's like the pop soundtrack for the game and there's like other songs included uh, and they had one. Uh, So I listened to that and enjoyed that. And then I just saw that they'd released a new album called Screen Violence. And so I thought, well, here we go. Mm. So I've been catching up on a band that evidently everyone else has known about for a long time. Um, And I think this album kind of met me just at the right time and scratched the itch that I've had for like poppy synth stuff. Because I am loving this album, Screen Violence. I did also listen to their first two albums um, at the suggestion of a friend E.J. Alston. And so I've kind of got some thoughts on those, but mainly screen violence. Mm. Um, did you have a listen? Did you enjoy just first impressions? Did you enjoy it?
0: Uh, yeah, I've gone through it maybe three or four times. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh,
1: I've i got a full review, so you don't have to comment too much. But I was like, did you have any first thoughts? Or?
0: I, I was pretty unimpressed by it. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, yeah, that's fine maybe it's because I've been listening to a bunch of Moby and kid a in my other time, mm-hmm. but it feels really basic and, um, like there's no particular difference between this record and their like first couple ones sonically or musically in my, in my feelings. Like it's just kind of all been the same and that's kind mm-hmm. of disappointing to me. That's fair. Yeah. The
1: funny part is that I am loving the simple at the moment with this. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm really, uh, I don't know. It's just what I'm into right now, but I just loved that they kind of went all in with the pop, like Mm. big sort of sounds, you know, really laid it on thick with the reverbs and the kind of all the, all the kind of multi-tracking of different sounds. So I kind of was like, look, if you're going to do pop, synth pop, just do it really over the top. Like, don't, you know, don't try and mix a bit too much. I don't know. This is just what I've found. So when I look, I really enjoyed pretty much every song on this album. And I felt like there was a little kind of at least some outstanding section of them. Um, I will admit that it's still a bit cheesy for me, like (laughs) some of the lyrics. And it kind of felt like I was listening to Evanescence at some points, like, That kind Uh. of, I feel like we've gone back in time a little bit, Um, you know, and some, some lyric tropes like screaming and like, as in the word, using the word screaming and kind of like these lyrics, sometimes the lyrics are a little bit cheesy as well. I did really like the lyrics. I thought that um, Lauren did a great job on them Um, and they're like, she's an interesting character and I've kind of watched some interviews and, and enjoy her persona, Um, but you know it is uh, it is a synth pop album so anyway um i look going just basically track through track a little bit sure. for opener um is is a great one like asking for friend i love her accent look i kind of was drawn in by the fact that they're from scotland as well because i was looking mm-hmm. for something a little bit different um he said she said the second track is vying for my favorite i love the kind of stop in the chorus and intro. Um, and I love the, it's just huge drums, like almost a little bit eighties synth wave. Um, and then all these other kind of layers on top. California is nice. I was confused about why she was writing about California until I realized she was in LA now. (laughs) Good chorus. Violent delights felt the most shoegazy for me. I don't know if you got that. Um, Screen Violence seemed to have a lot more guitars on it than previous records, um, like listening to The Mother We Share and uh, I've forgotten this name of the second album. They were a lot darker in terms yeah. of synths and stuff and less guitars, but this one seemed to have more guitars in with the synths and so it kind of drove it a little bit more. Um, I didn't really like How Not to Drown with Robert Smith of The Cure. I didn't know who Robert Smith was, but I do know The Cure. Um, I know, I know, sorry. Um, Final Girl, like, it was really funny. It feels like a Taylor Swift song in the chorus to me. It's like the one, five, six, four, like, progression. Yeah. yeah it yeah. just, it was just, it was a little too much in the pot basket um, for my liking. I kind of like how, oh, so, Good Girls is probably my favorite track on the album. I really like how churches have multiple kind of um, sections that could feel like a chorus. Like their pre-choruses are killer. Like um, on the first album, Recover, you aren't really sure which section is the chorus because they're all kind of really strong. Um, Lullabies and Nightmares didn't really grab me so much, but the last track is a great closer, like detuned guitar and then kind of really builds with these synth arpeggios and stuff. So overall, I feel like I shouldn't have necessarily loved this album, but I really did. And I think <laughs> I think it was just I just needed some like grandiose synth pop with that wasn't like kind of too complex. And yeah, it did that for me, so. Mm. Um I I didn't think you'd love it. You told me <laughs> that you prefer your Scottish music to be
0: darker and more <laughs> moody, correct? <laughs> There's a lot of it out there and I do love it more. I yeah. I've I mean I've listened to churches before and they've kind of caught on, but I just don't think this is different enough for me to really differentiate it from other things. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. No, I just I just
1: think that if anyone out there is looking for something kind of like um really really fun and upbeat and like well not fun but like upbeat and kind of uh yeah just really like laying it on fit with production um go for this yeah the they seem like a really good team, and this album was written um over zoom, so yeah. it was um, I think Lauren was in l a and Ian and Martin were in Scotland still um during the pandemic, and so yeah, it was cool. I watched all the videos on like socials of them kind of behind the scenes and you know, they'll just be meeting on Zoom and showing each other ideas, and then they'd record parts and send them to each other and kind of assemble it. So it is a very different, um, com- yeah, writing process than other albums. Um, and they just seem like a good team, like Ian and Martin, you know, there with all their like massive amounts of pedals and synths and stuff like this. <laughs> and so, anyway, it's just cool. So I enjoyed them. I'm like, you know, what, seven years too late. But hey, there's a band called Churches. <laughs> I'm what glad you found you them eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. What What have you been listening to?
0: Yeah. Um. So this time I've been going through the uh, latest record from a band called uh, The Villagers. I, I don't know. I'm surprised at myself for never having heard of this band. Um <laughs> Is that is that on humble enough? I um, So I've done some digging in their uh, back catalog, which I have also um, very much enjoyed, which we'll probably talk about at a different date. But they um, rather interestingly made a record um, a couple of years ago, which is re-recording a whole bunch of their old songs um, and on a record okay. together, um, which hmm. I find um really appreciative as somebody try to find their music for the first time. Um hmm. but I thought I'd be more apt to talk about their latest record that came out, which came out like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um so this is uh very much the musical momentum of the lead man Connor O'Brien and what he wants to make. And um so I think this new record is uh very much the same as it's kind of this um, weird hazy dreamy um, mesh of like folk music singer songwriter rock and roll with like pieces of jazz and soul it there's little mm. touches of everything in there and it's kind of a, a struggle to find a way to associate it a lot of the time um it doesn't really sound familiar to much else in my head, um, which I guess is a good thing. Hmm. Um. And they're pretty unique. Yeah, and it's 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 very much like a an attempt at making like a musical dreamscape. And I think they're pretty successful. Um. And you have this kind of like beautifully painted, kind of mishmash, and like the album artwork also kind of goes along with this kind of idea yeah. of dreaming and that kind of stuff.
1: Um, Have you seen the multiple covers and there's like different animals?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're beautiful. Yeah. I really love the artwork for this record, actually.
1: Um, oh, it's stunning. There was a yeah. there was a speed painting of it on their socials. It shows mm-hmm. the progress of painting that cover, and it's it's gorgeous. Fever yeah. dreams is an apt, um, apt name.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so there are obviously some uh, musical highlights. The lead single, um, "So Simpatico, is a great standout. It's like this. Like music box waltz and like mm-hmm. long saxophone parts. There's kind of this like off kilter love ballad that goes on for like eight minutes, and um, the yep. chorus is like, it's like bittersweet kind of thing. It's really lovely together. Um, and then probably some of the standouts for me are like circles in the firing line or restless endeavors. The yeah. Kind of like a a, a pa- pairing in the back half, which are very different from each other. Um, mm. Yeah, the first
1: uh, day was an amazing song for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, like it, like the record kind of starts off with this like, um, like demented kind of lyrical sound, and then, um, this big bombastic first day kind of big mm. trumpets and kind of big swing. Yeah, it's great. It's a uh, it's a good kickoff. Um, it, is it referencing
1: like 70s sounds a bit as well? Like that kind I, of psychedelic sort of folk? Do you reckon it's referencing that a little bit?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's just kind of all over the place in a good way. Yeah, yeah, um, it's pretty
1: weird folk, but it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I, I have really nothing but praise for this record. I think it um manages to have that kind of like timeless quality to the musical sound and also mm. manages to pull off the um concept behind the project so those are both mm. very very big positives in my book so I think yeah this I've been yeah. really enjoying this one yeah
1: yeah I I really enjoyed listening to it as well and the production is incredible like on the first day you've got the opening like the piano's run through like a tape machine so it keeps warbling and that sort of thing but then it kind of gets into where the trumpets are and the the chorus of the first day of the rest of your life kind of thing it's like mm. they manage to pull off these beautiful massive moments like and the lead guy does a great job of carrying that with his voice and the beautiful guitars and 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 keys and all that sort of thing i I didn't actually look up what so simpatico means. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what simpatico means? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Because I was like, yeah. It's cool, but
1: uh, anyway, (laughs) it's just just kind of like I love the film clip for that with the clowns. It's just um, – It's very sweet and quite. I expected it to go a darker turn, but it didn't, and I was like, oh, "That's good.
0: It's nice." <laughs> yeah, like if something's simpatica with you, you're like, um, you're on like the same level, like the same kind of wavelength as a person.
1: Oh right, gotcha. Yeah, Sympathetic yeah. or yeah,
0: yeah, like like synced up kind of thing. Yeah,
1: gotcha. Um, cool. Yeah. No, funnily yeah, I- enough, I was um talking about it or something like that, and um, a, a friend, uh, Ramon, texted me. He's like, oh, yeah, I think he mentioned, he's like, oh, if you haven't heard these guys, check them out. I was like, oh, we've just been listening to their first album. He's like, yeah, I've been keeping an eye on them for a while, and so he, evidently he'd known them for a while, <laughs> and I had no idea who the who Villages were or something. So anyway, um, I feel like we're both new to this, but it's a good yeah. discovery.
0: I mean, I'm shocked this record isn't more famous. It's so good, and... I don't know. Like I it's think because
1: it's a bit weird, but it's also <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is
0: brilliant. It's really good.
1: Yes, so. I guess.
0: Yeah. I guess it just disappointed in the pop music world. The I, I think this is one of the most nice, kind of rich sounding things I've heard all year. And so I'm I'm really excited for more of it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good. Shall we move on to our homework? Yeah, let's do it. So I decided it was finally time uh, to give Asher the third album from BC's own, Dan Mangan, um, called Oh Fortune. Um, And and
1: Josh's doppelganger.
0: My doppelganger, yes. Um, Dan and I do look a little bit similar. This is uh, now a 10-year-old record, and it's been one of my favorites for basically that whole time. I it's perhaps kind of uh, a bit understated musically uh, Mm -hmm. compared to a lot of his contemporaries, but I think the the beauty that he manages to weave with simplicity and then lots of stuff on top of that is what makes me really love this record for a long time. But I'll let you tell me what you think of Oh Fortune, Asher.
1: Yeah, thanks. It's a great record. I listened to this almost half a dozen times and I really enjoyed what it had to offer I will confess like from the start I was like gosh he sounds like Marcus Mumford so <laughs> I was trying really hard not to like put it in the bag of like Mumford and Sons copy sure because it really isn't um yeah like it's not it's not at all like a folk pop album it's very much like a in the vein of neutral milk in some ways like for me at least at the start that carnival orchestral folk arrangement of the mm. like opening song. I really love that opening song. I love the passion in it, like the dangle my legs kind of thing. Like he, <laughs> he really gets into it. Um, and so I liked how, you know, it starts off and then you kind of, it bursts into this massive, you know, yeah, orchestral arrangement. I love that. So, mm. um, the drums in the ha- how darwinian and um and also post war blues is really great the movement and build it's i really liked post war blues that's one of my faves um o fortune very cool with the like hits and all this kind of stuff it it really is a charming sort of folk sound but it has a lot of great instrumentation around it um uh what i i liked I preferred all the upbeat songs on this album than the more soft ones. Mm, um, yeah. I think that they stood out a little bit more to me because I like his voice is great, but it wasn't the thing which is hooking me. I I really enjoyed the arrangements on this and I really enjoyed the way the songs were structured. Um, and that was one of the things that was very different for me from like Mumford & Sons because Mumford & Sons have a very clear pattern which they follow each time. (laughs) Whereas this this was actually kind of like it felt like every song was very different from the next. Um, You know, the way he'd write lyrics like Jeopardy um, has a very, you know, the repeated questioning in the lyrics um, was very like that was a standout. You know, none of the other songs were kind of like that. Mm. My favourite songs were the the first one, whatever that's called, Why didn't I I write the name down? I've got the other names.
0: It's a long name. Um,
1: Oh yeah, that's right. It didn't even show up properly on. Okay, Uh, about as helpful as you can be without being any help at all. Great track. (laughs) Post-war blues, really good, and the leaves, trees, and forest. That was a really cool one too. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's really hard to kind of dissect this. I think just overall for me, great voice. Great songwriting and a unique sound, fantastic instrumentation, um, mm. and yeah, I sent this to my mum actually, and she was like, "This is amazing! Like, why haven't I heard about this guy before?" And promptly went and bought up a whole bunch of his stuff. So yeah, Um yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's he's great. I don't know yeah. if I have tons more to say. Like, did you want to add to that? Because sure, I could talk about. I didn't Dan read up tons on him and that sort of thing.
0: I'm a I'm a big big. Dan Mangan supporter. I think um I guess he's kind of a a Canadian indie hero now, but this is a local boy. Mm. Um I think he deserves much more credit. So I the album before this one um kinda got him some reputation and some money. And I think the step between um his second album, this one his third, the the amount of production and instrumentation is Like so many levels up there and I think it shows like you said um, Hmm. like the songs aren't super complicated I used to busk some of these when I lived in Sydney because they're pretty simple Mm. to play on your own because you know Dan plays the acoustic guitar and sings Um, but then it's that kind of extra step of how do you make these simple nice melodies into something much more appealing and complicated without you know doing Mm. crazy time signatures and all this kind of weird stuff. And I think this album is really successful in um, bridging that idea of how to make these folk songs into something else. Um, yeah. 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 He has made, he's managed to
1: do that without it feeling like the, the stuff on top is superfluous. Like, mm. cause you can very, you can very easily sometimes like try and, add to a song and you kind of take away from its effectiveness um whereas what he's added has kind of boosted it and and felt very natural so yeah yeah
0: yeah that's good this is a great album in my opinion and i'm glad you enjoyed it
1: yeah i really did thanks for sharing
0: sorry man my pleasure
1: should i tell people about what i gave you
0: yeah what 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 have i been listening to actually so um,
1: this is the first repeat artist, I mm. think. Um, as I, I think I warned you on the the last time you did this artist. I did want I was tossing up between two albums. So this is the band from Philadelphia, Me Without You. Um, last time I gave you their album Catch for Us the Foxes, mm-hmm. and I I was toying up. and Was like, do I give you Catch for Us the Foxes or Brother Sister, which is their third album? And I decided to give you Brother, Sister because there is a noticeable kind of change in the way that they write, in my opinion, and that both of these albums are kind of their strongest. Um, <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think most fans would kind of have one of these two as their favorite or both, you know, equally. Okay. Um, and I th- I just wanted to follow up the story. I'm not going to give you every one of their albums. They have quite a few. <laughs> but. This was an interesting progression for them in terms of their, you know, songwriting and uh, instrumentation, that sort of thing. Um, so I might comment more at the end, but tell me what you think of Brother Sister by Me Without yeah. You.
0: Yeah, so this is the one directly after Catch for Us the Foxes, yeah? Like just the, yep. um
1: two and three,
0: yeah. Yeah, so I think... Um, from like a bird's eye view I don't think this record like overwhelmingly changed my opinion of what I felt about the band to begin with um mm-hmm. but I did enjoy it more than the other one um hmm. yeah I think I'm still not overly hot on the uh the lead vocals the the spoken word kind of stuff um though there is noticeably more uh, like singing and other people taking up vocals, and yeah. more of those kind of compositions on this record, which I enjoyed much more. Um, yeah,
1: this is where the singing kind of starts. There yeah. was like one track on Catch Trust the Foxes, which was sung, and then this is where more happens.
0: Yeah, and it's not just him like because other band members doing vocal stuff as well. I'm pretty sure. Um, um,
1: yeah, I I think definitely like as a group, but I'm not sure about the solos.
0: Okay. Um so I yeah, I don't know. I find it frustrating cuz this 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 uh band is obviously so um lyrically heavy and like that's such a big factor and it just takes me so long to absorb oh, yeah. lyrical stuff. So I think I need like another 3 weeks of listening to this record before I'd start getting what the songs are talking about. I think it's like yeah. a lot of, to do with like dissatisfaction and like emptiness through a lot of vehicles of different animals um being expressive for those emotions. A lot of animal Im- imagery on the tracks that I mm. noticed. Um
1: spiders, wolf, porcupines, cats, bears,
0: yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um yeah. this is a yeah. common
1: theme with their music.
0: <laughs> so it's like yeah, this is a very um I don't know, angsty is kind of the wrong word cuz it sounds kind of petulant, but it's very um angry and dissatisfied. The the lyrics that I managed to catch on to um mm-hmm. I don't know, I kind of wish I, <laughs> I had Oh no, more, I know. more brain power.
1: I've had this album on, you know, going through the rounds for many many years, and so it does take a long time, and over time my favorite tracks have changed as well as yeah, I yeah. gradually explored them more. So yeah, it is a bit unfair to just try and give you three weeks to to down a me without you album. So apologies, but I'm no, sure we do a great job of chatting about um, the
0: Yeah, you did say that I would enjoy the drumming on this one more, and that is very much true. Um, mm-hmm. I think the songs and rhythms are much more fun to listen to on their own, um, particularly uh, for me. Was uh, Wolf? Am I? Um, yeah. <laughs> nice and blue part two and sun and moon probably my favorite standouts um, Oh, i thought
1: you'd say that the end of sun and moon
0: with those like drum fills yeah oh, pretty and the, cool um uh nice and blue and sun and moon they reminded me a lot of um the band windersleep that i gave you yonks ago um i i guess the way of saying like there was much more um kind of like alternate yes. music trappings around it like the, the yep. backing vocals and kind of the guitar work was a little more, not mainstream, but like recognizable maybe in my brain. Um, yeah,
1: Nice and Blue Part 2 is like really rocky and kind of yeah. the riff is really um, simplified and catchy and stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, what's the last track on the album? A, like a uh, sweater that, half-knitted, whatever it is? Yeah,
1: yeah, sweater poorly knit.
0: Yeah, that one started to grow on me. I have, I need to listen to it again, but that one... With the heart. Yeah, that one started to catch on a little bit. Um, yeah. What's the deal with the spiders? I haven't done the work to connect them. Could um, you shed some light I on that for know. me? Okay. No, I don't
1: really know. Um, this one, I haven't delved into the lore of the album, but they draw so much from kind of like <laughs> mystical writing and stuff like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um. The Spiders are an interesting kind of almost concept album feel. There are four of them, I think, or three, Mm. and they gradually progress and change and die or something like that.
0: Yeah, I... Sorry, I don't have anything more. It's like one of those bands where I feel like you could do a lot of digging and you would still find more things to go through and... Mm. I don't. This album is give you the impression, as you said, there's there's lore behind this this work, and I don't like. I find that fascinating. but I'm sure other people have done way more work into like digging through this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's not dense. That's the wrong word. But there's substance here richness. to go through. Yeah, richness. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess it's my way of saying like this album didn't like blast me away. Um but mm. I did enj- I did enjoy it still. Um Yeah. Why don't you why don't you tell me about how you feel about this record, Ash?
1: Yeah, so like it's really interesting to me comparing Cat Trust the Foxes and this one. Cause Cat Trust the Foxes and obviously A to B life are very raw. Uh, mm. well A to B life even more so. Um Cat Trust the Foxes is kind of like punky uh raw kind of rock. And then Brother Sister is where you get the, a lot more kind of other instrumentation entering the chat, so to speak. Um, mm. And, the you know, his voice, he starts singing more at different parts. So there becomes more light and shade, you know, two different kind of things mixed together in the one pot. And so mm. I feel like this album is more versatile. I still love listening to Catch For Us The Foxes, but I feel like this is more my go-to. um when it comes to thinking about me without you. I just love how we swing from one to the next, like even the opening track, which has this like, it's just a long repeated progression with this like massive poem on top. I actually have a shirt of theirs and it's the entire lyrics from this song (laughs) and the chords written above it. Um, It's very, very fascinating. And then you go into like Wolf Am I, which is just like so intense and really big riffs and like great chords and really like distortion and stuff. And then it like swaps down to like the spider songs. And then you get up to nice and blue, which is like a real banger. And then you get to like the sun and moon, which is more contemplative. And then you get to Oh, porcupine, which is like really intense. And so it's this kind of constant light and shade. Mm. And I feel like that for me helps. It just really tells a great story. Um, I don't know. I don't there are just so many parts on this album which I find fascinating. You know, each of the instruments is doing such great and interesting things. Um but I did particularly love the drums on this. Like they're just really I think his name's Ricky. It's just great. He's really really good. So anyway, um yeah, I I did more research to their later albums about themes and that sort of um like Stuff this came out when I was just kind of like totally into them, but not really learning more. Um, okay. So, and I haven't really
0: looked at it f- since. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, that <laughs> so makes a lot of this stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your, and I like your first like impressions how you, stay with you. I like how you put it. With like, it is a much more dynamic record than um, the other one. Yeah, Catch us. Yeah, yeah. that's so interesting. Yeah,
1: uh, I just thought that now you've kind of completed the journey of from like one to the other. There you go. That's that's an accurate picture. Like, There's lots of other songs and other albums that they've done which are really fascinating, which I could go on about. Um, So if you're interested in Me Without You, I recommend The Breadth of Their Work because it's pretty diverse and a great journey. You know, they have After This, It's All Crazy, which is like a really even more orchestral, and then Ten Stories kind of goes back to the rockiness of Brother Sister, and then you've got... Pale Horses and then you've got Untitled. So it's like it's constantly growing and changing and they're just a very good band who are sadly finishing up this year. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to Brother Sister. You can put me without you to rest now.
0: (laughs) I'll probably give it another go to see if I can take more out of it.
1: Yeah. Nice. Shall we go into
0: Honourable Mentions? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'll try and keep these short. Um, no worries. First first, and most contentiously, I've been slowly going through the monolith that is Kanye West's latest album, Donda. Um, and I have some mixed emotions about this record. Shocker, I know, for our Kanye West project. Amazing. He's, 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 <laughs> a, he's a very, you know, mixed emotions kind of guy. Um, the general consensus I've come to uh, is that I think the concept is very cool, deeply emotional and personal, and uh, and the record is in no way actually finished. Um, there's so many tracks on this thing, and some of them don't even have proper endings. Like they just like cut off, and <laughs> really? the f- the flow of the record is all over the shop, and some of the tracks are pretty uninspired, um, but there are some really really good moments that shine if you can dig through all this stuff um yeah i think there's a couple of tracks on here that are up there with like some of his very best work um, hmm. um sure. songs like 24 which is a uh a homage to kobe bryant or ones at the end um like lord i need you or come to life i think um they're fantastic the So what he was trying to do with the album before this one, Jesus is King, I think, I don't know the mind of Kanye, is trying to merge this like new gospel sound with kind of hip hop and rap. And Mm. I think there was a limited amount of success with it on that previous record. And a couple of songs on this one, Donda, actually really hit that mark really strongly. And Um. I don't know. Like I know Kanye has a really hard time releasing stuff and finishing projects and he's just all over the, all over the place. But I think this album probably the most suffers from um, preemptive releasing in his catalog, maybe like a couple more months of production. And this would be a really great thing. Um, But right now it's kind of a mess. (laughs) I don't know why he does that like he's in control of when he releases it so he doesn't have
1: to say he's releasing it till it yeah does, but.
0: i mean it's the artist prerogative i think he's only released two records on time um one of which was 200 days late like it like it's just kind of it's just a part of who he is and his okay. just his dissatisfaction with like making something and finishing something um sure so i yeah I find it kind of sad because this this has the a lot of potential and some great moments, but it's just really unfinished. It's really right. scuffed. Um, anyway, hmm. Donda. Um, Donda. Uh, Second, Second is a record from a band called The Weather Station, and that is not the funk fusion band who made Birdland, The Weather Report. Oh, yes. um, this is a Toronto folk band. <laughs> um,
1: Again, people naming stuff after like public services, like the postal service.:
0: Yeah,, yeah, yeah. I can't. Um, so this is a um, a Toronto folk outfit that have made some really beautiful um acoustic and banjo driven songs. Uh, I think I was doing some like band camp diving when I came across them. Um, hmm. but they remind me of like super, super early Neil Young and Joni Mitchell. Um, like really stripped back and then some really beautiful melodies that are just kind of um bare and on their own. And mm. I've been really into like, this is kind of the one that I put on when I'm not like having to listen to something else at the moment. Um, mm. It just kind of comes on and I've been really, really enjoying it over and over again. So I'm keen to see what this band does more of in the acoustic scene in Canada because they're really good.
1: Nice. The weather
0: station. Uh, yes, the weather station.
1: I'll keep an ear out.
0: Um, and then lastly, um, it is time to sound the morning bell because it is Radiohead time. Um, after basically five months of teasing, uh, the band have finally released their plans of what they're going to do for the anniversary of Kid A and Amnesiac. Um, so uh, if people don't know, uh these albums were released a year apart from each other. Last year was Kid A's 20th anniversary. And they're always kind of tried to be a like a brother-sister project, but they never quite managed to make it fit. And so they released them as two separate albums. Um is a misconception that Amnesiac is a bunch of B-sides from Kid A, and that's not the case. They're kind of two different um like two different emotional states of the band kind of looking at the same thing as hmm. the way I would explain it. Um, anyway, so there's a lot of leftover music from this time period, some of which songs they've converted to tracks on um, on shaped Pool, like Burn the Witch or um, True Love Waits. Um, but there's a lot of stuff. And so they released a new song called If You Say the Word, um, which, you know, all the fans freaked out about. And um, it's quite interesting. It's a very different sound. It's, I don't know, it's kind of spooky, but is very um, organic compared to a lot of the Amnesiac Kid A stuff. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. curious to see where the other releases go, because they've announced a, um, another record to go along with one called Kid Amnesiac um very clever there um so uh yeah that comes out in november and i am very prepared for it nice um, yeah i mean these releases these releases feel kind of like christmas because we get like uh here's a celebration here's the old record here's a new record here's and like here's several extra. art books and a ps5 virtual reality game and all this kind of stuff and you're like oh man because these guys haven't done anything for six years, everyone's kind of like feeling yeah. good all of a sudden. I, so,
1: I liked the look of the art book; that looked pretty interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. Though I'm not paying whatever it was sixty. B- <laughs> how much? How much was that tape, man? The
0: tape I think like was fifty. 80,
1: 80,
0: Eighty pounds, wasn't
1: it? That's it's bonkers. Okay, that is like broad daylight robbery. I'm sorry, yeah. but like tapes are like eight bucks.
0: I Australian. I managed to very strongly resist like buying one of the special record sets for like two hundred and fifty Canadian dollars. I just don't even. I feel like that's a little bit anti Radiohead, or it
1: should be. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'll. I I not I don't want to ruin your party. Sorry.
0: No no, Yay. no, no, no. No, it's fine. It's completely fine. The Radiohead I stuff is was always expensive. I was interested.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm keen just to get the Bandcamp one. So, you know, <laughs> it's up on Bandcamp. Sweet.
0: That's very fine. Um, that's all my other mentions. How about you, sir?
1: Um, I have a few random little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put these in the same basket. Two joke internet um video musicians <laughs> I'm liking at the moment. Nick oh, Lutzko. Um so Nick Nick Luxo, Lutsko. If you don't know, he did the um, Alex Jones folk song um, from way (laughs) back when. Still an amazing track.
0: I love that song.
1: It's so good. Anyway, this guy is on Twitter and Instagram and whatever. And he makes these songs about, like, current events and stuff like that. And he's always performing, like, behind... In front of this, like, wooden cabin-looking backdrop. And he's always really sweaty. He's a strange he has a strange persona like he's always glistening like and it's apparently <laughs> part of his shtick like his lp has him on the front cover like a drawn version of him with like sweat beads coming off him so i think it's his thing anyway he does he's surprisingly catchy like like one of his songs kind of felt like it was uh it could have been um a vampire weekend song in my mind so anyway him I've been listening to and also the Gregory brothers released their yeah. um their mashup of Earth, Wind and Fire and Blink 182. <laughs> um Is it Earth, Wind and Fire or Earth, Moon and Fire, Earth, Wind, and Fire it, is,
0: it, right? is, it is Earth Wind and Fire? So Good. uh last year he um the one of the Gregory brothers, Michael, did like a one-minute version yes. of this mashup for TikTok. And everyone's yep. like, please you must Give us the whole thing because yeah. it works unfortunately well. It's um, so, good. <laughs> so this this year he released the the full song combination. Did he actually lose the files or is that just the facade?
1: I, <laughs> I mean, we just have don't no know. way of knowing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's pretty great. It's just um I still have it in my head. <laughs> it's just great. Anyway, two internet <laughs> videos that I'll just put in the link at the show notes. Um. Uh, secondly, a short hike The soundtrack for a game has been on repeat um, Partly because my daughter really loves it And partly because I really like it myself Um. This is a just a fun little game mm-hmm. Where you're a little bird flying around an island And the soundtrack is written by a guy named Mark Sparling And it's kind of this sweet JRPG sort of sound really beautiful use of mandolin and guitar and stuff though as well as well as these like chip tune sounds. I checked through my notes, I'm pretty sure I haven't talked about this before, but I did listen to this a while ago. So, anyway, chuck that in the show notes, also good. Yeah. Um two more. One, I almost listened to Flood by Boris as my main review, but kind of got right. sidetracked by synth pop. Um I didn't know about this band called Boris but saw on Twitter that they'd re-release Flood on vinyl. Um, it's kind of like Godspeed You Black Emperor, sort of post-rock but more metal and a bit more experimental. Like the opening is like a Steve Reich reference with this phased guitar and really cool like sort of almost taiko drums. Um, and apparently it's just like a three-piece or something like this, Japanese yep. band. So Japanese
0: They're- 2 piece
1: they do an amazing sound for just the three of them. So if you're keen, check out this album flood. Apparently it's not available anywhere digitally except on YouTube. So I'll put that <laughs> link in the show notes. Yeah. Okay, apparently, Boris. Apparently the, no, no, I think it's the label has it like under wraps. So they released the vinyl, but apart from that, it hasn't had a re-release in 20 years. So, um, anyway, I need to check out more of their stuff cause I, I kind of dig it. Um, and lastly, I was listening to a bit of Big Red Machine and their new album, whatever it's called, the long title. Um, <laughs> it kind of didn't grab me as much. I, You are the same. You're more harsh, perhaps. Phoenix <laughs> is a nice song. I've, I've not listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's It's quite beautiful. It just feels, because there's so many guest artists, it's really hard to nail it down. I kind of wish that they'd done more... Like the one they did with Michael Stipe, which I thought was on the album but wasn't, um, and like the Taylor songs, I—I don't sound really. We've, <laughs> we've gone to this before. I'm not anti her more. because, like, like I'm not anti her. I just find her songwriting so boring. Like, and I just feel like I wake up with her songs in my head because they're super catchy, and I want to like them more, but I just find them just a bit repetitive in her the way she writes melody so I didn't really enjoy those tracks on the album as much as I'd hoped I I enjoyed a lot of the others a bit more um like the opening one and Phoenix was good but yeah I don't want to be too critical it just didn't really float my boat I yeah so anyway is that worth a mention I don't know (laughs) that's that's all I've got should we (laughs) yeah I'll close up the show for us how about that? that's
0: everything I believe
1: all right. Thanks so much for listening to episode 35 Ooh. of what we're listening to. Um, thanks for being interested and and, um, and kind of like uh, listening along and we really appreciate it. Uh, we have a lot of fun here and it's also nice that people are also finding some good music as they go along. Um, please check us out on Instagram and Twitter. And I should be more on top of Facebook, but that's a place you could go. Our website is there. Just remember every, the Friday just before the episode comes out, we put out the playlist. So please check that out and check out the show notes uh, below that should be on your podcast player, wherever you're listening. Uh, There are lots and lots of good links there to find all of these artists and buy and support their work. Um, And we look forward to seeing you next time.
0: See you later, Josh. See you, man.
1: Bye.